0: All right, we're back after a few week break due to a couple reasons. Just the last two weeks ago, I mean, we were both just busy. Just one of those weeks. And then last week, we did film the entire one hour and 30 minutes or whatever. But for some reason, my laptop did not, like, it just couldn't convert it over to audio. And it wasn't loading. It wasn't even downloading. So I don't know what happened there. Hopefully, today goes fine. I'm going to double-check and make sure right after we finish that it's all good. Um, But we'll we'll jump right in to the the NFL. Um, Week 7 picks. Or not Week 7 picks, Week 7 review. We'll start off with the game that I think shocked a lot of people and a team that's continuing to shock a lot of people. Not in a good way at all. Uh, The Titans easily beat the Chiefs. And I think I'm going to ask you my main question for that game. Um, is it time to be worried if you're a Chiefs fan?
1: Uh, I would say for what's in the near future, uh, there's a good possibility that you should be because their schedule is quite daunting uh, of for what remains. And if this is the kind of effort you're going to see, and not necessarily effort, but results you're going to see versus uh, these past couple of games they've had, then uh, I would be pretty concerned um, if I'm a Chiefs fan. Something just must not be clicking. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if the. I mean, yeah, they are playing good teams, but they they're expected to be better than all these teams. So uh, to and to put it frankly, I, I I would be semi to to more than semi concerned if I'm a KC fan.
0: Yeah. So, um, but what to you? What does it say about the Titans though? Are the Titans because they've been stringing together some wins now? They had that loss to the Jets, they've, they've had some bad losses, but also some very good wins against us and now the Chiefs. Um, where many people before the season probably didn't have them in either of those winning either of those games. Um, so is it safe to say that the Titans are fully back to being themselves, or are you still a little skeptical about it?
1: Um, I would probably have to offer uh, that they they pretty much are. I mean, I just can't see how you, you, I mean, I, I hate to give them the credit, but you really have to give them their roses after wins against the two AFC championship uh, contenders from, from last year. So uh, yeah, I, w- I would have to say that they are back and they must've found their groove. I mean, I, I I tend I'm one that tends to use, well, if the team lost to this team, then, then theoretically they shouldn't lose to this team, but I, I should probably just stop doing that at this point because uh, of what we've seen with Tennessee. So I would have to say that uh, as, Longhorn fans often like to say, but you can't really see it often. The Titans are back.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with everything you said. I mean, the Chiefs, the one first with the Chiefs, I agree completely. It's, I I don't know if it's that defense. Is it just people are starting to figure out their offense? I don't know, because obviously they put three up against the Titans. Um, and usually it is the defense. Usually it's always the defense. But this game, it, it to me, was not close to being the defense's fault. Um I mean, obviously, they, they kind of held Derrick Henry in check for being Derrick Henry. Um, but, yeah, the Titans came out, and they – I mean, they looked easily like the best team. And, I mean, now they got a win over us, no win over KC. It's going to be tough now. I mean, there's a lot of teams fighting for that number one spot in the AFC, so we'll see what goes from there. Um, another team, though, that I believe is actually right now would be the number one seed in the AFC, I believe um, – Shocking win, big win. The Bengals went, I believe it was in Baltimore. I believe it was. But they went in and just took care of business. I mean, Burrow, Chase. Chase looks like easily, looks like they made the right decision so far. But, I mean, that whole, Bengals are cruising right now. Five and two. Don't think a lot of people would have expected that. Knock off the Ravens who, I mean, it might have just been one of those games, kind of like us with the Titans, that are the defense just didn't show up. And it just uh, you know, Joe Joe Burrow took advantage. So, to you, does this say more about the Bengals or the Ravens?
1: Um, that's that's a really tough call. I I was gonna lead off with. It's just crazy to see. uh you you have the Bengals with the number one pick overall, signifying that they were the worst team the prior year in that pandemic draft year. Uh, I mean at least the the non in person. And here they are, seven games into the season. And that that speaks something. It's not like it's the first game at the one seed over uh, teams like the Bills, Titans, and Chiefs. So I really have to give a lot of credit out there. And as for what it says more about, uh, I mean, I just – it's really tough to evaluate the Ravens right now because they're going to go out and they they crush the Chargers, a playoff football team, I presume, and then in the same location, same time frame, get crushed by the Bengals, who uh, I would say Bengals-Chargers, that's probably five and five, five wins for each. So it, it, I really don't know how to evaluate the Ravens, but what I will do is tell you that the Bengals are a, a good football team. If they're out, able to go out and do that by, I believe it was 41-17. So that's a 24-point game. That's three scores. Um, Not a lot of teams go into Baltimore and do that in this day and age. So big time credit to the to the Bengals and Joe and Jamar uh, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of uh, back and forth between Bengals and Ravens fans just – Mainly with how different each quarterback of the teams handle their their winning and look, I'm one that I love both ways. If Joe Burrow wants to go out there and say, "Hey, I'm the best," and then he goes on and puts up forty one on your defense, he has every right to say that because he just put up forty one. And I, I, same way with Lamar, Lamar. I mean, I love watching Lamar. I've grown to become a pretty good Lamar fan for being for not loving the Ravens, but um. To me, I think it does say more about the Bengals. Um, I mean, this I think this just kind of solidifies them as hey, we're we're no joke. We're not just coming here to win a few games, go eight and eight, go nine, or not eight and eight, eight and nine, nine and eight, whatever it is. They're looking to make the playoffs and maybe make some noise. Maybe it's a little too early to say that, but they they I think they showed that they're a playoff team. They they, they can comp- compete with the big teams. Um and again, I think it's just one of those games for the Ravens that it was just, you know, their defense just wasn't there that day. Um, I know they've been dealing with a lot of injuries here and there. So we'll see what goes on in that division. That made, that, that win just made it a whole lot more intriguing. Um, but all right, let's move on down to the next game. It was This game was not close, um, but I have a, I do have a question for you about this game. It was the Bucs-Bears um, game. Box blew him out of the water. Obviously, nobody really expected anything different. Um, but what if you're Bears? If you're a Bears fan, is it is it getting to that point where you can't fathom why Matt Nagy is there anymore, or is it just like, all right, just accept the fact you're going to ride the season out with him? It seems.
1: Uh I, I would say pretty much yeah. The no, maybe the one piece of evidence that could work in his favor is that it was the Super Bowl champions the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, not many teams go out and beat them in Florida as well. So upcoming, they have, uh, I want, I'd like to see who they have actually. And that gives me a good sense of what the reaction should be next. So it's, it's going to be San Francisco. So that here's a game where I think that if you lose again, uh, it's crazier things have happened than saying, it's time to fire Nagy. Um, I would give him this game just because it's a team of a caliber that that's closer to yours in Chicago's. But if, if this turns out to be a loss, um, I think, I, I think it's, it's time to do everything uh, that leads up to canning him and, and maybe canning him is the way to go because it's been just too long now with decision-making, like what we saw earlier in the year and, and what is not working out up to this point.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's way overdue that Aggies should be I, – I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but, I mean, if you look at this year, lost by 20 to the Rams, kind of expect that. Beat the Bengals week two by three. I mean, that's a good win now that we look back at it, but, again, it was week two. It's early in the season. They get crushed by the Browns. They beat the Lions not really handily. They beat the Raiders. That was before John – that was in the middle of the old John Gruden thing. Um, and then they lost to the Packers and Bucks, and they do have – I mean, they have a weird schedule. They got the 49ers, then Steelers, then a bye week, but then they come play the Ravens. They still got the Cardinals left, the Packers, Seahawks, Vikings, and Vikings again. I don't see this as a team that's making the playoffs, and I don't see this as a team that – honestly, I don't think they're, they're they're an inconsistent team. They're up and down their offenses. I think it's just – I don't know why Matt Nagy is still there. He hasn't proved anything to anybody that he should still be there, I, in my opinion, besides the one year with Mitch. Um, and I, it just looks – it's just they're, they're all over the place to me. And it doesn't seem like they have a strategic thing where they're like, all right, this is how we're going to go at it. And every time Nagy steps up to that podium for a press conference, I'm like, what is this? They shouldn't even send him out here anymore because he doesn't – if anything, he's just hurting that locker more by what he's saying. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what the bears do. I expect Nagy to be gone at least by the end of the season. Um, but I mean, if they have him back next year, that's going to be another issue, but not, not too much of a surprise on the, on the outcome of that game. Um, we'll go into the, the next game though. It was the Sunday nighter. It was the Colts going into San Fran. I, th- I think I had San Fran winning this. I can't remember. Um, I may have had the, I think I had the 49ers out. It kind of was a shocking one to me. And I do, I do know, obviously the Colts, they're on what a three game win streak now. So does this to you say, are the Colts back now? Are they officially saying, hey, we're a team that they might not be a, a contending Super Bowl team, but they're a team that you're going to have to worry about? Um, so what are your take on the Colts?
1: I would actually not really buy into Indianapolis just because of the, the quality of wins that they've had. San Francisco is not a star studded team at the moment. Um, and and often I, I, I do this simulation called the playoff machine that you can predict the rest of the season. And I, and whenever I've done it, the Colts just don't show up as, as, I mean, the closest they've gotten in my opinion is I think two to like two and a half games back of a seven seed. So maybe that's like a seven and 10 finish eight and nine, possibly. I, I just don't, see them uh clicking enough to to get into the postseason um I so I honestly think and I know this will probably be an insult to the folks of Indiana the good folks of uh, Indianapolis but I think a 500 a year would be something that is should be a, a fine goal to reach and I, I'm sure that's just awful news to them but that's kind of just how I see things there
0: yeah, they, they also have a weird schedule coming up now that I'm looking at it. They got the Titans this week, but then they got the Jets, which is winnable. The Jags is, is winnable. Houston, they play still. But then they also play the Bucks, They play the Bills. They play the Cardinals. Um, it's definitely going to be intriguing to see them the rest of the way. They obviously had – what were their losses? They lost to the Titans, the Rams, and the Seahawks, and the Ravens in OT. So, I mean, they've been competitive for the most part. They almost beat the Rams, and obviously they almost beat the Ravens. Um, I, I think the main thing for me is just Carson Wentz I don't think is better than seven or 10 of the quarterbacks even in the AFC. Like, I just don't think he's up there anymore. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you that the Colts I don't think are going to make the playoffs. I think they'll come close. Um but i mean i don't, again they do think that they've strode themselves as a team that hey you're not going to have to t- you have to bring it to us we're not going to let you win easy even if they they do lose but yeah i mean a good win against the 49ers in san fran um i know san fran's been a weird team this year i expected more out of them i think a lot of people did um but they're two and four now they're falling apart but let's get, let's get on to the, the monday night game that happened there was it, it was a weird game to me. Like it was just it was bad weather. It was low scoring, but there was kind of exciting plays a lot. Like it was just one of those games that I mean, it was fun to watch, even though it was 13 to 10. Like I for to me, it was fun to watch, but um the Saints do pull it out 13-10. Is it time in Seattle to really panic now that you got Russ out for a while on your two and five?
1: I would say yes but just for the season. Once Russ is back, I think things will become better, but I think that you you can't get your hopes up big time with Geno Smith at the home in, in Seattle. Um, what, what, but to talk about the other team from that game, the New Orleans Saints, I want to give them some credit for flying across the country and being able to pull out the win there. And I was in a debate with a buddy uh, a couple of days ago. Um, I honestly believe that New Orleans is a playoff football team. Yeah, I'd see them getting bounced in the first round, but I think that they're good enough to get into that 6-7 seed and, and clinch a spot eventually. Uh, he disagreed with me. Uh, may, maybe it was kind of by process of elimination for me, just not enough better or equal NFC teams. But however you want to shake it out, I think that they are a playoff football team. So uh, for now, I'll give some credit to the, to the Saints.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. With the Saints, I think they are a playoff team. I I. There's no reason for me not to think that, just based on the fact that, okay, we're s- they're six games into the season, they're four and two. It's the first time in how long that they haven't had Drew Brees, and they don't really have that great of weapons outside. Michael Thomas isn't back yet. They obviously have Camara, um, but their whole entire scheme and identity is changing right now, and it it does seem like it's getting better over time. And I do think Mike Thomas will help majorly when he comes back. Um, so, yeah, I think they're a playoff team. I think they're going to get it together. Sean Payton is a good enough coach. I mean, he's one of, in my opinion, he's one of the best in the NFL right at this moment. Um, maybe top three. I'd have to actually look at it. But, um, I mean, he's a good coach, and he's doing it. He's two and four. He's doing it with without Mike Thomas, without Drew Brees for the first time in just how long. And I, I would agree with that that the Saints will make the playoffs. And also with your Seattle take, I, I do. Th- I think it's too late now for them to make the playoffs this year. I think they're they're done. Russ isn't coming back for a few more weeks. They're kind of done. But they. W- I think they'll be back again next year. As long as they fix that defense, I think. The defense is still a little shaky to me. But,
1: it's yeah, crazy. I'll agree with you. For sure. I, to me, it's crazy because I remember earlier in the year, uh, I remember talking about possibly seeing all four NFC West teams in the postseason, but uh, the three wild cards going to – Three of them, and then uh, at the time, probably the Rams or Cardinals getting the, uh, the the divisional spot, and now that's just blown up in smoke. So crazy how things change throughout the year uh, in a matter of five weeks for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's get into week eight. This would have been the halfway point last year, but now I don't even. There is there even a halfway point now? I guess it's.
1: I, I guess the, uh, the the two this upcoming Tuesday halfway between. Weeks eight and nine starting, if you want to call it.
0: Yeah, but we, we did our first pick yesterday. We texted it to each other because we knew that we weren't going to give it in before this game. What a game, first of all. I mean, it was just a crazy end to that game. Um, I do think the better team that day won. I think the Packers were the better team this day or yesterday. And I I had the Packers. You had the Cardinals. Um, I, I was back and forth on that. I mean, it was – but it was just a good game. So, I mean, we'll, we won't get into – we'll talk about that a little bit next week when it's the actual eight, week eight review. But, yeah, I had the Packers, and I luckily got. I did not think that – I thought that by the end of that game the Cardinals were going to win, and then A.J. Green decided to do something. I don't even know what he – he didn't – actually, he decided to do nothing. Nothing at all. Um, So, I guess A.J. Green cost you the first game of the week for your picks, and it won – want it for me
1: for sure i i uh, with all the people out for green bay i thought that was going to be enough to swing it into to the tide of arizona but as number 18 decided to uh take a quick brief break um to seal it
0: yeah all right well we'll get into one o'clock games now first one kind of a snoozer um the five and two bangles going into new york or new jersey uh, to play the Jets at one in five, who do you got for this one?
1: Uh, really should not be a debate. Uh, but what I'll offer is be like largely confirmed to the fact of what we saw last week for each team's Bengals going into Baltimore and destroying them, and then 54 to 13, uh, not in the favor of the Jets. So give me the orange and black, easy money.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go Bengals as well. Um, I mean. I don't even know what New York's doing. I really don't. They just traded for Joe Flacco. Like you're one in five. Why are you trading for a quarterback? Like that's 36 years old. Maybe I don't even know how old he is, but yeah, the jets are a mess. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why on earth you would trade for Joe Flacco ever at this point in his career, but yeah. So. Mike
1: White gets injured. So you want to have, uh, you can say that you now have a Super Bowl winning quarterback on your roster. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, was it? He was there a little. What was it? Last. It, year or
1: it a second stint. Um, because from the Ravens, did he go to the Jets from the Ravens, or was that the Eagles, or the? Uh, and then, of course, the Broncos are in there as well.
0: I believe it went right to the Jets. I'm not 100 sure, but um, either way, I mean, I. I just saw the trade report come up and I was like, why are you trading at one in five giving anything up for a quarterback that's 36 years old that probably won't even be on the team next year? Um, Just blew my mind. But yeah, the Jets, I mean they can keep going. They can stay at this. I don't care. They're in our division. I don't want them to become good. So, but we'll go on to the next game. Two teams we just talked about. Both are red hot right now. It is Tennessee going into Indy to play the Colts. Five and two versus three and four. Who do you
1: got for this one? Uh, Here, I'm going to have to go with the Titans. Uh, Well, I'd like to see it the other way. I just can't see the Titans coming off of two incredibly, uh, incredible wins, um, losing to a team in Indianapolis. Yes, I know the Jets did beat them, but uh, I I just can't see it happening. And and I think this will then prove my prior statement about Indy, where they've gotten some wins piled up, but they're not going to be able to beat, uh, certified playoff teams. So I, I'd have the Titans in this
0: one. Yeah, I was kind of back and forth. I'm, I am taking the Titans. Um, but yeah, this is one of those games. If the Colts go out and win this game, then they'll maybe start making me think, okay, maybe this is a playoff team Um, because it'd be a good win. They'd be at four and four now if they win this week. But I am going to take the Titans. I just think Derrick Henry is going to have a field day against this Indianapolis defense. And I think... I just don't think Wentz is enough to beat them um, unless Jonathan Taylor runs all over the Titans. Um, But I'm going to take Derrick Henry over Jonathan Taylor any day of the week when it comes to who's going to rush for more, who's going to do better. So I'm on Titans, back-to-back clean sweeps. Um, Probably going to stay that way with this next one. The L.A. Rams are going into Houston to play the Texans. It's just another Houston game. So who you got?
1: Uh Rams and probably to the tune of oh Pat stretch style ten to fifty-two.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this one I, I think will get ugly very fast. And I don't think it will ever become a, even close to a question who's gonna win this game. So yeah, I'm going Rams as well. Texans are gonna drop to one and seven. Um yeah, just two teams heading in the complete opposite direction right now. But We'll get into the next one then. Another one o'clock game. It is Pittsburgh going into Cleveland. It is the rivalry game. It is a big game for that division, too, for those two teams if they want to stay alive in this playoff hunt. Um, obviously they got a lot of weeks to go, but this is a huge one for division-wise. Steelers, Browns, who do you got for that one?
1: Here I have uh the Browns being able to nip it out. This is something I could see. Like 17-16, uh, by way of via maybe a missed extra point or a game-winning field goal, uh. But I have I do have the Browns winning, um, here, um. But I but I will say I think they will split when it does when they do have the Pittsburgh matchup in in Pennsylvania. But I believe this week's in Ohio, and uh, I I'll have the Browns in a very close game, which I would personally stay away from taking the spread on if it was the favor Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I'm going I'm going Browns as well. I just I just don't think the Steelers are a good football team. I really don't. Um they're three and three, which is all right. But I just again they shouldn't have won week one against us. And I don't think they would if that game was this week. So then that I mean, I just don't think they're a good football team. I think they're going in the wrong direction. And the Browns are a weird team to me still. Obviously they've had injuries, they've had this and that, but I think they'll move to five and three, get themselves back to two games above 500 and i i mean I, I expect them to make the playoffs if not just barely miss them um so yeah going the browns this I next will, game
1: quickly i will offer it it'll be interesting to see if Mel, what happens with melvin ingram um cuz i know he would like out of pittsburgh because his role has diminished so we'll have to follow that story as well
0: yeah yeah that yeah we'll we'll talk about that if if he does get traded at at that point we'll talk or if if it really ramps up we'll talk about Um, potential spots for him, but um, we're into the next one o'clock game. This game, don't I I suggest if you're a fan of the NFL, don't watch it, it's gonna be boring. Um, but I mean, it's two teams that are very young in a lot of areas. It's the Eagles going into Detroit to play the Lions, two and five versus oh and seven. Um, who do you got for this one?
1: Well. I think that that, uh, introduction gives it away. Uh, On the day that the Lions will retire Chris Spielman's number, uh, I I have them getting rid of their futile season, at least for this week, and they will move to one and eight. I have the Lions eating it out, maybe along the lines of 20 to 17 or even like 17, 14. But I think that uh, they'll do just enough to finally, finally, finally get off the schneid.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Lions as well. I, I've been saying it all season, look, they, they're 0-7, but they aren't playing like an 0-7 team. Like last week against the Rams, they didn't play that bad. They really didn't. They honestly it was close for a little bit there. Like I think it was going into the fourth. I think they were only down six. Um, So I don't think they're like – they're. I don't even think they're the worst team in the NFL. I really don't. Um, I just think that they've got – it's just Detroit. They have the worst luck in the history of – Anything, just that whole entire city. I feel, I genuinely feel for the city of Detroit, having right now not just the only fully defeated football team, but the only NBA team, or maybe not the only one, but their NBA team also has not won a game yet. Um, so I'm going Lions though to get their first win. I just don't think the Eagles are going to have enough. I don't think they're that great of a team. So I'm going to go with the Lions. Um, with this next game, this next game, I think you kind of already alluded to who you're going to pick. Um, if San Fran is going into Chicago to play the Bears, uh, I think you already talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about who your pick is.
1: Well, I think the Bears will get it done here. And it'll. it's kind of like Matt Nagy, in my opinion, is uh, living week check to week check. Uh, in place of paycheck to paycheck, so I think his his career or his his job gets extended one more week at least uh, here because I do have them beating San Fran, um, but I don't think it's anything to get ridiculously excited about. But at least they'll they'll stop the bleeding for for a little bit. So I have the Bears taking this one.
0: Well, here's our first split. I'm going to take the Niners. Um, I just I really just don't trust. The Bears ever again. I'm never going to until they get rid of Matt Nagy. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take the Niners. I, I I don't really have much reasoning behind it, just to, other than the fact that I really don't think Matt Nagy should is ever gonna beat games that he should win. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go 49ers. I was back and forth. I was one Bears. I am I am a Bears overall fan. I will say I'm a fan of the Bears. I just can't stand watching them right now because they're just so unbelievably boring. But, yeah, so I'm going to take 49ers. There's our first split. This next one, this next one is on – honestly, this next game is kind of weird. It's the the three and four Panthers who have fallen off the edge of the earth and are nowhere near what they looked like early in the season. And then you're going to Atlanta who – we were talking about Atlanta being by far one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they're 3-3 three and three now somehow. Um, I'm a big Atlanta Falcons household. I've said it millions of times before. So I'm taking the Falcons. I'm just going to get that out of the way just because everybody – I mean, if any game with the Falcons, you know I'm going to pick them um, unless it's an absolute just game. that we're It's just one of those games where, like, okay, they're not winning. So I'm going go to go the Falcons. Who are you taking? Are, you, are the Panthers going to be able to get off their little skid here? Or are the Falcons going to move to four and three?
1: Well, never thought that I we would see something uh, of this nature in the beginning of the year, but I have the Atlanta Falcons going over five hundred and getting the win. Um, I think they'll ride the momentum of Youngway Koo's game winner last week, and I think the Panthers' skid will just continue. Uh, what a what a terrible downfall for them. Let it be known. But I do have uh, the Falcons taking it in Georgia.
0: Yeah, the, I will say the Panthers – look, Sam Darnold, you're not making my take from three weeks ago look that great. I uh, or No, it was last week, but I didn't say no, – they haven't heard it. Nobody's heard it yet. It was that that I think Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Um, Sam, you're not helping my case here at all. But, again, I also don't think that their losses are 100% on him. But, I mean, not helping out. Um, the last of the one o'clock games is the game that I, I'm actually not going to this week. It's the one game I will not be going to this week for the Bills. Miami's coming here. They're one and six, going coming in to face us at four and two. Um I mean, I'm picking the Bills. I don't think I think it'll be closer than people think, but I don't think it will be close still. Um so who you got in that one?
1: Uh let me. Take a quick thought here. Um. Oh, I know the Bills are what I call hangry, and obviously that's a term most people use—angry and hungry. Angry because of what happened last week. Hungry to continue putting the W's in the column and give it, getting back on the right track. And they will do just that with uh, zero issues. I see this being pretty, pretty similar to that Texans or or uh, it would be a compliment to say the Washington game. So. I, I think it'll be pretty similar to the Texans game. Uh, 40 to zip, maybe like 30
0: to three. Yeah. Yeah. The Dolphins are going to be, it's going to be a rough Halloween for them. Let's just say that. I, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. um, But yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I just think it will be. A, I don't think it will be as bad as you, I think you think it will be or most of the people think it will be. Um, I think they'll put a few points on the board a little more than we thought that they would, but yeah. Bills take that one. Hopefully, hopefully, unless we're we're in trouble, but let's move on to the four o'clock games. Um, You have the three and four Patriots going in to LA to play the four and two Chargers off a bye, off of a very bad week against the Ravens. Are the Chargers going to bounce back and beat the Patriots?
1: I do have them. Uh, doing such a thing uh, but it will be closer than i would like it to be i would love to see the patriots get smashed here but i do think they'll make it a game maybe something along the lines of 28 21 chargers so i think the chargers win and, and recover but uh, i think it'll it'll eh, sour sour statement to say but it will show that the pats are not as far out from being back to what they used to be as they were not anytime soon this year or next year but uh, further ahead on the if you want to call it mini rebuild trail than some may may have thought otherwise.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been saying I think the Pats are. I said it before the season. I thought they were the second best team in our division. I have been saying it that Mac Jones hasn't looked bad. I, I mean, they, they they can force turnovers. They obviously. I mean, they, I just think they're a decent team. I don't think they're bad. I can see them squeaking into that seven spot somehow because of the fact that they also don't have that tough of a schedule for the rest of the year. Um, but I am going to take the Chargers in this one. I just think off of bye week, I, and the Pats are coming off a 54-13 to 13 game. They're probably going to be riding it a little high, and I think the Chargers might snap them back to reality a little bit after that Jets win. Um I think Chargers move to 5-2, and though, so yeah, Chargers take it off the bye week. This next game, I never thought I'd say it, but it could be a very good game in the sense that it's going to be close, but still, it's going to be a horrible game if you want to watch an NFL game. If the 1-5 Jacksonville Jaguars going into Seattle to play in the 2-5 and five Seahawks, um, does Geno Smith get it done against Jacksonville?
1: Well, this was another debate I was having with a buddy. He says that it should be no question that the Jaguars will win. And I wanted to kind of bring him back to reality here. Uh, while the Seahawks are quite down in the dumps, let's not pretend that's not the case. they there's, st- I think they'll be able to beat Jacksonville. They only lost by three to the saints. They led for a while, if I'm not mistaken, or at least were in the game for a while. So I definitely have the Seahawks winning here. I, I don't think it actually is much of a debate. Prove me wrong, Jag, sure, but I don't see that happening. Seahawks by one plus scores.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. <clears throat> um I really I, I I think it, yeah, I think it's no question. It should be no doubt that the Seahawks win this game. I don't think. Geno Smith has even played that bad since he's gotten into the game as a starting quarterback. Um, yeah, I think Seattle will handle this one pretty easily. I that was that's a hot take that Jacksonville should take this easily. That is a hot take.
1: Yeah, I tried to explain it to him, but he he's quite confident in what he has to say, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Seattle, but um, let's get on to the second last four o'clock game. Um, it is Washington is going to Denver to play the Broncos another game. that probably is going to be boring. If you're an NFL fan, not too much going on, not even anything really fantasy wise for most people going on. Maybe it's maybe scary, Terry or Antonio or not Antonio. No, oh, no. Antonio,
1: uh,
0: Gibson, Gibson. Oh my gosh. I'm drawing a blank. Um, who do you got for this one? Washington or Denver?
1: Uh, here I'll probably go Denver. However, if it was in Landover, Maryland, I would go Washington. I think this is just going to be a matter of unfamiliar territory benefiting the home team. Um, and so I do have Denver, uh, maybe something like 21, 13. Um, I, I would take, I would take the Broncos here.
0: Um, I was back and forth on this one. I, can't, I, I really did not know who to pick in this one at all. Um, I'm gonna pick Washington just because I feel like they they just they're due they're due for a good game and they're due for a win. Um, so I think the both teams will end up three and five at the end of the week. Um, but I was I was very close to picking the Broncos in this one. So, but Washington's gonna pull it out. This next one, last year you could say this this would have been maybe the NFC Championship. This year, however. It's one team that could be a Super Bowl champion and one team that's fighting for the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers <clears throat> are going into New Orleans to play the Saints. We just talked a little bit about both of them. Who do you got in this one?
1: Uh, here, I, I just definitely have the Bucs. Uh, while I gave New Orleans their flowers and credit earlier, um, I think the Bucs are just too much of an overpowering uh, squadron to, for the New Orleans to compete against. So I have the Bucs here um not really not really talking about an upset chance i have the bucks here
0: yeah i'm gonna go bucks as well um well i'd love to see the saints win again i just yeah like you said i don't think that they have enough and i don't think the bucks are gonna play down that to their level at all so i'm going bucks bucks are gonna move to seven and one um i would i'd love to see them move to six and two though so but let's get to the Monday night game. It is Dallas going to Minnesota to play the Vikings. I f- personally feel like these are always great games between these two teams. Um, I'm expecting a lot of offense, not really any defense at all. Maybe a Trayvon Diggs pick six or something because he just seems to get one every week. Um, but who do you got for this one?
1: Here, well, I would love to say let's go Vikings. Uh, I do have Dallas keep continuing to roll on with that train. Um, I believe there's a shot Michael Gallup is back. I think he'll be a game-time call, but that would certainly help. And then I know Dak is hobbled, but I did hear Jerry Jones say today that he should be good to go. Um, So while I will say that my prediction might change if I think Cooper Rush would start, uh, I, I don't really believe in him a ton. I'll put it as... I don't know if we welcome this type of, this type of uh, projection, but if, if Dak starts the Cowboys, but if Cooper rush starts the Vikings, so I'll, I'll offer that. Um, So we we could file it in once we figure that out, we'll figure out who the starter is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely fair to say. I think if, if starting quarterbacks, if they end up all last minute or whatever, not playing um, I'm going to do the same exact thing you do. Then I did not actually hear that yet about Dak. Um, But yeah, if Dak plays, I'm, Dallas all the way. If Cooper Rush plays, I'm going Minnesota all the way. So I think we're we're on the same page with that one. I think many people are. Um, But, yeah, I expect a high-scoring game, like very, very one of those games that's like both teams in the 40s type of game. Um, So, But it should be a good Sunday night football game. All right, last game of the week, the Monday Nighter. Record-wise, these teams look like it would be a good game. Um, it's the Giants going into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Never thought I'd say that in the beginning of the year, that the fact that the Giants are one game back from the Chiefs if they were in the same division. Um, who, who do you have for this one?
1: Well, I really want to really, really pick Big Blue, but uh, I, I, I just can't. I, I, well, I don't think it's something to get all excited about for Kansas City because we know what they have coming up after this. I think that they finally get a break from some of the criticism and they will win this week, but I, uh, it's, it's something that I wouldn't say that oh our season is saved by any means, but I do have Casey to get realistic about it.
0: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go Casey as well. And same as the heck thing, I would love to see Danny dimes go in there and have the absolute game of his career. Um, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I I think Mahomes will handle this pretty easily. I think they'll bounce back. I think they're hearing the noise now and they really need to start fixing whatever is wrong on that team. Um, But I do think they get the win uh, on Monday night. If it wasn't a night game, maybe I'd take the the Giants, but I just don't see primetime Mahomes losing to Danny Dimes. I just don't see it happening. But, all right, there are week eight picks. Um, Some good games, some bad games this week. It's going to be back and forth probably like that for the rest of the year. There will be some great games. We already got a good one this week, Yesterday, like last night, in the Cardinals and Packers. Hopefully there's some good ones this week. Um, let's get right into then our uh, who sold and who went crazy, and then we'll t- do a little NHL talk and a little NBA talk, um, but we'll, we'll start with, what, what, what do you want to start with? Who sold or who went crazy? You can pick, and you can go first with whichever one you want to do first.
1: All right, well, let's, let's start off on a positive note, and uh, we'll go with who went crazy, and Uh, here's a guy that I was, I was, I was just, I don't even have a word for it. I was enlightened and, and quite pleased with picking him up in fantasy. And that's CJ Uzoma, uh, the Bengals tight end. Two touchdowns and a handful of yards, um, in their, in their shellacking of Baltimore. Uh, that was a, that was, he had a hell of a day, heck of a day. Have, he should have probably deserved one of those have a day posts on Instagram. I don't know if he got one, but, uh, I definitely would have given him one. So uh great, great game for him. And I hope that it stays consistent because I believe I am starting him again. I bought into bought the stock into him. So we'll see what happens. But as for last week, definitely going to give him some credit here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good pick. Um, I, I, I did see this week, like all of a sudden, like oh, a bunch of people started picking him up in fantasy and I just happened not to look there. Cause I, I happened not to have, I don't have a need for tight ends in my teams at this moment. Um, but yeah, I, I saw a stat line and I was like, I mean, definitely shocking to me. Um, for your sake, I hope we see him on this list again, uh, unless I'm playing him in fantasy. That's the only times that I'm not want it, but yeah, who went crazy? It's a good first one. Um, my first one, I'm going to keep it on the train where it's like someone you just didn't really expect. And if you picked them up in fantasy, you were probably pretty happy. Um, I'm gonna go with De'Ernest Johnson, the Cleveland Browns running back. He he had, he has a pretty cool story. I, I don't know it word for word, so I'm not gonna. I don't want to say any of a part of it wrong. Um, but I mean, he fought his way to an NFL team after just really fighting. I believe it was was it the XFL? It was it was one. I know there was another league. He fought his way to. I think
1: it was the AAF. Was oh yeah, football.
0: Yes, it was. It was. Now that now you say it, it was. But he came in his first ever NFL game, I believe. I don't believe he played a single snap no. before that. No. Um, Over 100 yards, I think, a touchdown. I mean, he just went off for a team that, I mean, maybe it's just their offensive line because every running back seems to do amazing there. But shout out to De- Deirdre Johnson. Great first game. I hope he gets another shot somewhere else because Cleveland obviously has a loaded backfield. I hope he gets another shot. So that's my first. Who went crazy?
1: All righty. Well, for my number two pick, uh, it looks like I will be able to claim the spot for him as discussed earlier. So we'll we'll have you search a little bit longer, but nothing wrong with that. And I'll have to take John Morant. Um, Really, the only negative thing I had I'd seen from him in the past, going all the way back to. Before this past Sunday, when he missed the free throw, that would have tied the game. Um, and you saw him mouthing my fault to his teammates um, afterwards. But the game before that, oh, yes, because he played the Clippers. I was not too pleased about that. But then that Laker game still went off. I think he had 30, 40, actually, had 40 there. And then uh, just yesterday, 30 points to beat a good Warrior team. And I think there would have been one more game in the middle of that stretch. So a uh, great stretch for John Morant. Uh, third year, the junior. Uh, there's no, no no junior slump, if you want to call it that, uh, for Mister Morant for sure. So it will be my number two pick.
0: Yeah, well, like you said, you beat me to that one. We did. We talked about it a little bit before we uh, started recording here, but yeah, I I'm gonna announce it now. I may have announced it even last week or whatever the first last time we talked about NBA. But I am hopping on the Memphis Grizzlies bandwagon. Like I am fully on it, even if they don't do anything this year, I will be on it until I loved. I just love a lot of the guys on that team, so I'm jumping on it. I'm announcing it now, so nobody can come at me saying, "Hey, you, it's too late." I'm doing it now. Um, But I'm going to say an NBA for mine and talk about a guy that you that you just just talked about his team that Morant just beat. I'm going to go Steph Curry. I mean, he this week alone averaged thirty-three, nine, and seven, which is, I mean, for a point guard, that's ins- insane—seven boards, especially Steph Curry—and then I mean, the nine assists and thirty-three points you kind of expect. But he went, he did go two and one, I believe, this week. Uh, his only loss being a jaw. But Steph Curry is going to be my second who went crazy. So, a couple basketball guys getting on here. Who is your third who went crazy?
1: Well, I have to do a kind of an overarching theme that I can then break down because it just was too difficult for me to pick between. And I'll go teams that you expected to absolutely suck. Uh, and the one, the record shows that it is, but their last game played is specifically one player did it. That's OKC Thunder with Shy Gilchrist Alexander. He's been having quite the tear so far to start. Really love to see that. Personally, I like to see them overcoming a 26-point deficit to take out to take down the Lakers. We're only missing LeBron, so you still have some some great players left in that Laker lineup. And then as for the other team, and that would fall from our hometown, the Buffalo Sabers, five one and one to start the year. Who would have thought that? And yes, I know that we've started off great. We've even been in first place further ahead in years past uh, than this point, and then it all trickled downwards. But gotta give them credit because especially this year, uh, you you had Eichel. Among others, playing at this time last in past years, you don't hear and look at what's going on. So, big time credit there. Um, way to get the win yesterday, and we'll see if they can continue it. Uh, probably literally as one of the last few snaps of Bills Dolphins occurs, the puck will drop at the Staples Center for Sabres Kings on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Um, Sabres on here again. Another went crazy. Um, never thought that I mean, I hopefully they stay on it. I want them to stay on it. Um, but yeah, both. Both teams that are expected to be in the bottom of the league, OKC and the Sabres, um, just, I mean, they're looking better than people thought. Um, I'm going to actually stick in hockey. I'm going to go individual player. I'm going to go Ilya Sorokin. Um, I mean, he he went 3-0 and starting this past week, 0.99 goals against. I mean, he just, I think it was 136 saves out of 140 for those three games. I mean, if I, am probably completely off, but I mean, that's a lot of saves if it's, if I mean, if it's even remotely near them, but I know it was, I know it was somewhere near there, but I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go with a goalie out of, out of everybody. So that is my third who went crazy. Um, I did have an honorable mention that I wanted to put out there. uh, Miles bridges of the Hornets. I mean, he looks like he could maybe take that another jump. He averaged 25 this past week. Maybe it'll make a jump to being that that number two for uh for the Hornets over there in Charlotte. But or yeah. Um, but let's get to our who sold. I'm gonna go first on this one since you went first for the Who Went Crazy. Um, my first who sold is the Los Angeles Lakers. You had talked about it a little bit, but one, they're a mess. I think this is their second time being on it um unless it was last week maybe they were on it last week i put them on but so we'll count it they've been on it twice they are not looking good to start the year at all and it looks i mean is is russ the problem is uh, who knows what the problem is but uh to blow that big of a lead against again a team that everybody thought would be the worst in the league it's just it's just something that can happen when you're supposed to be a contender um so the Los Angeles Lakers get my first bid as, the, as who sold.
1: Got it. Well, to follow up, I will actually have to go uh, with no players, but referees in last week's Iowa State-Oklahoma State game. Um, I don't know how, how many saw this, but what happened was that uh, Iowa State had scored a touchdown, but then it was taken off of the board because of an excessive celebration penalty. I even I know that that's not how it works. You even force it on the kickoff. Uh, so really, continuing to see that the Cyclones did end up winning and upset Oklahoma State, which good to have the Cyclones end up winning a kind of like a makeup call in the end. But I actually am an Oklahoma State Cowboys fan, so it would have been nice to see them stay in the top ten. Yet I don't I don't mind the Cyclones, but uh, but still, the focal point here needs to be the criticism on the refs. Uh, go back to training school? Are you kidding me? That is ridiculous. I, I'm thinking my grandma might even. No, if you watch football for long enough that that's not how it works so
0: yeah yeah there's been there's been a lot of reffing issues this past year right i don't know if it's if it's partly because they're still getting used to being back in front of fans and they're they feeling they're feeling the pressure again or whatever it is but yeah the the refs in a, a lot of sports this year have not been that great um uh the one positive of refs though the nba refs everybody's loving that new rule everybody's lo- i'm loving it making games way more entertaining. And then we got Trey Young over there complaining. So I'm going to actually put this. It was not on my list, but I'm going to put it now. Trey Young is who sold, but I don't. he didn't even really sell anything. It's just he's whining and nonstop about this new rule that everybody seems to love. And it's just, it's it, he's basically saying, hey, you guys made it harder for us to score and draw fouls. Um, instead of adapting, I'm just going to complain about it. No. Um, Trey, I love to watch Trey play basketball, but come on, man! Like, what are you, what are you doing? It, it, it's, it's a good rule. It is. I think everybody thinks it's a good rule, and I just don't get the complaining. So, I mean, he's gonna be on the who sold, even though he may not have sold. He is just deserves to be on a list that is not a good list, in my opinion. So, Trey Young is my second who sold. What do you got for your third one?
1: Well, to follow that theme, it's only right that I do this, and it's gonna have to be James Harden, uh, because that's—I mean, I, 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 I feel the need to keep on the criticism train here because I couldn't stand what Young would do, uh especially last year and then before that. And well, I, well, I, I, know I, I, uh, I actually don't mind the nuts. I know a lot of people disagree with that statement. Uh, I can't stand the way that Harden would play like that, um, and so I, it's great to see it being addressed. And I hope that he. I mean, I hope that he deals with it, and uh, depending on who they're playing, I hope he adapts, but I, uh, it's, it's good to see that you, players are not going to be able to get away with that. So kind of the, the other half of that main argument of who, who was, was, a, was a notorious uh, participator in that type of uh, action, uh, James Harden, for who sold, because his numbers have gone down because of that rule, which is a good thing. So sure, hopefully he's a, he can adapt, but uh, as of now, I'm, I'm going to have to slap the label there.
0: Yeah, I'm going to stay on the NBA train for my third one as well. Um, It's someone who actually Trey Young brought into the discussion about the rule, but I do not think he's playing this bad because of the rule. I think it's just a slow start to the season. But um, one of my favorite players of all time, Damian Lillard, um, Look, he's averaging 18 on like 33% shooting and I think like 23 from three-point land. And it's just something you wouldn't expect out of him. That's his whole thing is he can shoot, he can score. That's he's he, not the greatest defender. And here he is just coming out, starting the season, very slow. Um, I do expect him to turn around. I don't ex- expect him to, to be this all season. But, yeah, it's, you can't start the season off that bad and not expect anybody to be talking about it. Um, and he was actually one that was also on Twitter getting a little mad at some fans tweeting about his stats this so far this season, he was just saying, "Oh, well, what about the other nine years or whatever?" I'm like, "Look, just go out, Damian. You'll be good. Everybody knows that. Don't let the trolls get in your head." But yeah, Damian Willard can't be playing that bad when your name is Damian Willard, and not expect people to be talking about it. So Damian Willard's my third. Who sold? Um, and who is your third one?
1: Uh third for me is I'm gonna have to go with, uh. uh Kind of just like the, the low-hanging fruit, but Patrick Mahomes um, three, uh, did not contribute to any scoring uh, in in that game versus Tennessee. I know he got roughed up by that knee, if you want to call it, from Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, that was quite the play there, but uh, yeah, I mean, what a stinker of a day. I think he finished with the eight, eight-ish points in ESPN leagues. I know I suffered from it. I should have started my backup. Um, whatever it was, not good at all. So, uh, yeah, uh, right there in front of you, and, I, and I, I won't let it pass by me, so Mahomes at, at the pick three there.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's teams are starting to figure him out or if teams are starting to figure out just the Chiefs, but, yeah, he has not looked the same so far. Um, but, I mean, again, I think he'll turn it around. But, yeah, Patrick Mahomes on this list. A lot of surprising people on this who sold list this week. Um, hopefully we won't see them too much more at least in the terms of Damian Lillard, and I mean, I, I personally like Trey Young as well, so ho- hopefully Trey Young can get it back on track, maybe not to the extent, he does maybe need to bump, you. I'm not that big a fan of him, but I, I hope he turns it around a little bit more,
1: but well, um, I like the Hawks, but he just kind of rubs me the wrong way, but definitely don't like players more than him, so I'll, I'll, I'll stay neutral there.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go then get into the NHL, a little bit of NHL talk. Um, We're going to let's start right off with the Buffalo Sabres, which we were talking about. Five, one and one. Um, And I think for me, the big difference with this, I mean, obviously, I know it's still early. I'm not getting my hopes up. But last night's game proved a lot to me, at least, where they're up three nothing. And then they blow that three nothing lead going to overtime and they win it in overtime years past, especially the other years where we started off really red hot. That, that was the problem was we would blow leads and we wouldn't do anything then in overtime or shootout or whatever, or we'd lose in regulation. But this team seems to have a fight and I don't know if it's because Eichel's not, not there or whatever it is, but this team's showing a lot more fight. Um, than past years and I think the fans of Buffalo are appreciating and I think the NHL is a little bit shocked but at the same time they're doing that same well it's the Sabres they've done this before so um what's your take on the Sabres right now just their overall success and is it enough right now to put you over in that category of like oh maybe we can make the playoffs
1: well I mean however experts whatever you want to say you want to evaluate it as a Fan who's seen what I've seen for the past, uh since the drought began, you could call it the Sabres drought. I'm happy, I'm i am gonna be ha- enjoyable and, and I'm gonna enjoy what I'm seeing right now without thinking about all oh, what's it gonna lead to, what's it gonna turn into, because I certainly thought that we might have very well been 0- 0 and 7 at this point, for the same amount of games played. Um, Ready? Yep. I'm oh. not quite sure that it'll lead into a playoff burst. Uh, I don't wanna get, that far in advance while well, obviously we'd love it to happen. Um, so I'm just gonna take it kind of a game by game basis, enjoy what I see or give some criticisms, but I'm not gonna get too far ahead in the future. I know a lot of Sabres curmudgeons uh, that have been made uh, because of their performances tend to, don't get your hopes up and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take it kind of happy-go-lucky style and just enjoy what I see on it from a single-handed event. Um, so. That would be my my current evaluation status of them, and I think they have a great chance to finish out this road trip uh, pretty well. We could very well take the, all of it. Uh, the Kings, Sharks, and excuse me, uh, whew, the um, with the intelligence.
0: I don't know if you can hear this, but I'm trying to pull something up. So give me give me one second. I'm just gonna get rid of it because it just keeps on. But I don't know if you heard that or not. Sorry about that, guys. I just I was trying to pull something up to to look at and it just kept playing this thing. So, but yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I will say the sharks is, I think they're, they're not doing horribly, um, but I think if the bouncer's go away, we could still win it.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Let's, yeah. The, I think I agree with everything you say though, about the Sabres. I mean, it's, it's definitely too early to be fully on board, but I mean, it's nice to see. It's really nice to see. Um. Let's talk about another team that is also shocking some people right now it is the montreal canadians they are dead last in the eastern conference and they would be fourth last in the western conference and i know it's still early but is it is it like time to panic for them or are they they just a bad team
1: uh i think it's probably a little bit too early however it's quite surprising to see them do so poorly because i I can't really think of a lot of players that they lost. I just know that they gained Christian Dvorak from Arizona. Um, And you just don't typically see something like that from a runner-up the previous year. So I think stay patient. Uh, I think they'll be able to find themselves into a mid-seed. Definitely – well, I mean, I don't know what seed they were last year. Were they a wild card? They may have been. Um, Well, actually, the funky funky style of it was – uh, I think they were that the last team that made it in the Canadian division. So four of four. Um, but uh, I, I think in this regular format they'll they'll be able to get grab a, a 560 when it's all. said and done. I love them not to because I really can't stand them to be honest with you, I'm not a Canadian fan whatsoever, but uh, I would I would stay patient if you're uh, a Quebec uh, resident and fan of the, of the Habs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it's early, so I'm not gonna jump and just talk about. Oh, it's yeah. I'm not gonna like go overboard with anything, but it, it is interesting to see that even though that they they are doing this bad, their point differential is not too bad for how bad they're doing. I mean, it's minus ten, which that is third worst in the league, only behind only in front of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks and Arizona Coyotes, but. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll be, they'll be fine, but I mean this, if they don't turn around soon, it could cost them a playoff spot. Um, so we'll see what goes on in Montreal. Um, we'll, we'll get this before we get into the whole Blackhawk situation that happened. Um, we'll just answer this quick question. Obviously they haven't won a single game yet. Neither has Arizona right now. They're the two worst teams in the league. And, um, we talked about it a little bit before, who you, who you got is taking their first win? Who's gonna get their first win first? Chicago, or Arizona?
1: Well, after looking at the schedule, I'd have to take the Blackhawks, but it that will be in two games. and then I and so it's not gonna be right this next chance, uh, but I do have it, I believe it's Monday versus Ottawa in Illinois. I think they finally could get the job done. but however, the Suns could go out and win that game just as easy. So that'll be my prediction. Uh, but, yeah, what a what a disaster fire in uh, the desert and in the midway.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take Chicago as well. I think they're either – I honestly think they're either going to win tomorrow. I don't think they're going to win tonight. Neither team – both of them play tonight. Um, or, no, er, yeah, both of them play tonight, but I don't think either of them are, are going to win tonight. However, I think Chicago's first win will come tomorrow night to St. Louis. I think they're going to somehow – You know, I think they're going to pull it off somehow. They're going to shock everyone, and that's going to be their first win. Um, But either way, I do think that they're they're going to get their first win. Arizona is just – yeah, I don't think Arizona is going to be the worst team in the league this year. I don't think – maybe, maybe, maybe another team falls down below them. But, yeah, a lot of – those are the two teams that are really just in in turmoil right now. Blackhawks in turmoil and a lot of turmoil for another reason – which is the entire sexual abuse scandal that happened um, starting in 2010. It actually happened in 2010, but now it's being talked about 11 years later. Um, it, it's just, it's one of those things that you see come out and you're just, it, it, it kind of just shocks you. And then you see get more information, more information. It's just It really just shocks people to the point that it's like, how can nothing have been done said or whatever about it and then you see reports now coming out about that Kane knew that Taves knew that all these people knew that they just didn't say anything um so obviously it's a horrible thing but what what's your what's your take on the whole situation
1: just uh disgusting to have to have to see come up and that it was hidden for 11 years is is just ridiculous in my opinion uh you really feel for who came out as John Doe and that's Kyle Beach. Um, Just, I I know in his interview with the TSN journalist, uh, he was, it brought him to tears. And I, I mean, that's understandably. So I, I mean, I just feel, I feel like I'm not even qualified to speak on it because I haven't experienced anything like it. And to, to like evaluate his situation. Like I just feel I don't, it doesn't feel like uh, the most comfortable thing to do, but to do it, um. That's how it's what I would say. And, and also the uh, it's great to see Joel Quenville resigning. I mean, he, he's now the guilt's kind of pouring upon him. I would have to think for, for knowing for that long. Um, but also some of the comments from the one that I saw specifically that was troubling a little bit was Jonathan Taze uh, because it revolved around saying that the perpetrators uh, he, obviously they didn't, they didn't know for however long, but to, to, to offer that to them, they were finer to them, to him personally, it was hockey based. Like that's not what you should be focusing on it. What, however he treated you, it, no one's asking for, for what, uh, your relationship was. It's just that the focus point, the focal point here needs to be that they should be, uh, I mean, Aldrich, I know Brad Aldrich was a culprit as well as I think there was one other person, uh, they need to be criticized to the fullest extent and punished too. Uh, it's great to see, I think. Um, a Blackhawks executive is trying to get Aldrich's name off of the Stanley cup. So hopefully we see that, uh, soon that doesn't name does not belong there by any means. Um, but yeah, what a, what a just a, uh, Tomster fire of a situation. And I hope that it can, uh, hopefully inspire others that, uh, have had this happen to them to, to come out and hopefully they can, uh, take some, take a look at what Kyle beach did and and take some, uh, similar actions as to him to get the help that they need and to make their stories known. So that's what, that's what I would offer there for sure.
0: Yeah. I did see today. I saw a notification saying that the Blackhawks owner is also trying now to get everybody that was involved's name removed from it, from the trophy that they won. Um, Yeah. Just, just one of those things that again, it's kind of like that whole, the, the whole thing that happened with the USA Gymnastics. It's just sh- it's shocking to hear. It's it's first sure shocking to hear that it happens. And then it's even shocking to hear people covered it up. Then it happened so long ago. And how many people knew, how many people, and it's just, it's one of those things that I just can't, it, it, every time you hear about it, you're, it's just like every, uh, at least the people that are good humans in this world are like, wow, this is just disgusting. And it really is something that is disgusting. Um, and it's a shame that it happens as often as it does. Cause I, I feel like it does happen a lot. Um, obviously slowly it, it would, it will get better over time, hopefully. Um, but yeah, hopefully it inspires some, some people to come forward and really say, Hey, this isn't right. And to really you know, be courageous and show hey I am I'm stronger than what happened and Kyle Beach did the exact thing and pro- kudos to him um for having the strength to come out and, and talk about it and really just be the center of it. Um but yeah, it's it's just and the other crazy thing is I think this is even wild and I might be off on this, but it it, it since it's an NHL team, I feel like it's not being talked about as much. Can you agree on that? Like, if it was an NFL team or something, it'd be all over ESPN twenty four seven. I feel like where yeah, the and ESPN's talked about it, but this is if it the whole Kareem Hunt thing was talked about for two weeks on ESPN, that was all they talked about, and this happens, and it's like, oh, we'll talk about it, but then oh, nope, not the NHL. So that that's at least from what I see, I think of it that way, where it's just it's. You even see it with the media the media are picking and choosing what what's more important in these type of cases um but yeah hopefully i mean i don't know maybe i'm off on that i don't know what do you think do you think i'm a little right on that or no
1: no i, I am i mean i was looking for something to to promote about it put up about it to show that uh we should take a look at it and i the only really verified news source that i could find about it that had something worthwhile to put up was uh the tsn uh, account and I know that's the Canadian affiliate of ESPN, but uh, I I didn't see it on the American ESPN's page. And I know it was the TSN reporter Rick Westhead that did the story. And I know Kyle Beach was giving him a lot of credit, so I think they had collaborated before uh, everything went public. But uh, but yeah, as for American outlets, um, they need to step up and and, and put this on some more if they haven't already, uh, yeah. Because obviously, it involves an American organization and uh. And yeah, I, there's not much more to say about it, but yeah, because it is NHL. I think it's a shame that we don't see it as often um, because I do remember like the Jerry Sandusky case. I remember that was broadcasted way more vividly than this was. Um,
0: I mean, that case,
1: probably, I mean, probably football versus hockey. It's a shame to say that, but that could very well have been a reason why.
0: Yeah, that, that's the, actually, that's actually the perfect like comparison is that that Sandusky case because that Sandusky case was so bad that it essentially I mean to this day I still think that it killed what's his um Joe Paterno Paterno, I think it was just too much for him stressfully and I think that honestly was a big factor because it was broadcast so big. They were outside Paterno's house. they were outside everybody's house yet this I didn't even know till like a couple days after it came out that this happened which is just one of those things that I feel like I, if you're a sports fan, it should be thrown at you and people should be talking about this and saying this is wrong. It's something major needs to be done. But, I mean, the NHL are making – there are they have come out and said stuff. They're working with right now the Blackhawks to really make sure this is handled correctly. Um, so, I mean, yes, I, I hope that people can at least get some closure on it. Obviously, it's tough to to really just completely forget about it, but it, it, I hope they can get some closure, and the people that were in charge are punished accordingly. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, all right, let's let's just end it off then with some with some NBA talk. Um, I do have, I have one question for you about the NBA. Well, I have more than one, but here's the first one: Is are the Knicks and Bulls are they both for real to you? Are they real? Are they contenders to you?
1: I would say they are. Um, I would say, that as we saw yesterday, the Knicks nipped them by a point. Um, and I would say that's kind of how it will fall out in the standings. My projection would be either like four or five Knicks Bulls or five, six Knicks Bulls. Um, I think they're going to be right neck and neck with each other. I think the Bulls uh, have got enough acquisitions to help their cause. And yes, I will admit that uh performing quite well as of recently is Lonzo ball um i, I it's not uh, something i like to uh promote and say but i but i but it can't be it can't be hidden any longer because that is the case um so i think the the trio of him Levine, and uh and demar Derozan, rosen along with uh vooch uh, and others i think that's definitely enough to get him above a playing seed mind you and then I think the Knicks can, can follow up of what they did last year with the addition of Kemba Walker. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly foresee uh, the standings as four five next Bulls or five, six next Bulls. I think the Knicks are a touch better just because of the chemistry that they're carrying over from last year to this year. But that's what I say. And I will offer you this. Uh, I know you probably would have a thought here uh, and it would differ from mine or maybe not being as the fan that you are with an honest evaluation. But I have a bet going that says, the Celtics will not be a top four seed, and um, so I don't know what you would, what you would offer to that. Uh, but I just think Bucks, Sixers, Nets, uh, Knicks, and Hawks. There's five teams out of the four needed that would take those spots up personally.
0: Uh, I'll get. I'll talk about Celtics in a second because I do have them. We do have a little thing about them. Um, I'll do the Knicks and Bulls real quick. Um, yeah, I do. I do think they both are for real teams. However, I I think I think Chicago is like. I'm one of the ones that think Chicago, I think Chicago is going to end up being a top 3 2 or 3 seed in the east. Knicks more 4 or 5 um but yeah, I think they're both very good teams. I said it before this. I think actually Chicago might have been my my reach pick in the beginning of the year, but like the pick that I would have loved to see. I'd love to see Chicago go there. Um but yeah, it was a great game last night. Uh, the Knicks almost blew a big lead, almost, but they squeaked it out. But, yeah, I think they're both for real. As for the Celtics, um, this was the second part that we had was like, we're going to go through some teams, and is it time to panic? Is it, is it a little bit overreaction reaction? For the Celtics, for me, I've been saying it for about, a, honestly, since a little bit before the season, I, I really don't know what the plan is in Boston. I don't know what this team is. I don't think that they show signs. I, I could, I will go as far as saying I'm a Celtics fan. I'll go as far as saying they either make the playoff tournament, play in tournament, miss the playoffs, or I, I I don't see them even getting a top four seed. I'll say that I don't see them getting a top four seed, especially with now Knicks and Chicago or the Knicks and Bulls emerging as teams that are for real. Um if I had to guess though as a Celtics fan, I'd play in tournament, maybe. I, I I just don't see this team unless they make a move because I really it is time to panic to be a Boston fan. They got Tatum, they got Brown, but Brown's a little inconsistent. And who else do they got? Marcus Smart, I don't I mean Robert Williams great defensively, great rebounder, but yeah, I'm gonna I, I will I will regret here's what I'll say. It hurts to say it. It really does. But I'll agree with you on that, that the Celtics will not be a top four seed. So we'll start with the Celtics with you. Uh, or Well, you kind of started with the Celtics. We'll move on, though, since we both agree the Celtics are not top four team. Um, we're going to move on to your team, though. The Los Angeles Clippers, they are struggling a little bit to come out. And people are saying for the season, are they even contenders um, I I'll say this. I think the Clippers they'll easily make the playoffs. They'll be a top six seed. They'll not gonna have to worry about the playing tournament. But yes, do I would be panicked. I'm saying they might not be able to be a team that makes it far at all. I could see a first round bounce from them, maybe squeak past the first second round bounce. Um, so that's what I'll say about the Clippers. Um, I don't think it's time to really panic yet but it is time to panic in terms of if you want to win a championship or not. So but what do you, what do you think about your team over there in L.A.?
1: Well, it was, uh, it was uh, very concerning, among other words, to see that Cavaliers score 92-79, uh, especially coming off of a good Blazer win by, I believe, 15, 20-plus. So to put up 79 total against the Cavs, that is what I would be uh, definitely sounding the panic alarm on. But I'll 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 let it ri- let it ride for a little bit longer, of course. But uh, what I would offer from a realistic perspective is that say you had another Clippers Mavericks first round matchup, uh, even with Kawhi in, I think this actually might be the year where uh, the brain would tell me to take Dallas, and I hate to say it, I really hate to say it, but I think that they've matured enough. They've had two straight first round series that have gone. Uh, last year was seven, and I the bubble was six or seven, I one of the two, I think. Uh, but I think third, third year might be the charm if we saw that again. So actually I hope we don't see that again for my sake Because I think Lucas matured enough, but, uh, yeah, I would say above the plan for sure, but no guarantees after the first round. So that's, that's what I would offer. However, it will be nice to hopefully have Kawhi back by that time.
0: Yeah. Both, both of our teams are kind of struggling now. You're, I mean, uh, I would say definitely I'm in the worst, worst shape for my team. Um, But we'll see what happens, obviously. We'll have a lot more podcasts even before it comes close to knowing. Um, But we're going to move on to the next team that I have here, which, look, I get it's early in the season. I don't want people that listen to this to be like, oh, why are you even bringing these teams up? Look, it's early in the season. This is what we're we're doing. We're talking about teams. Is it earlier to panic? It's early in the season sometimes shows. The grit and grind of a certain team. Um, it's the Phoenix Suns, though they're one and three. They started off 0-2 at home, they can't even win at home. Um, but they do have a plus differential in their score. Um, what do you what do you think about the Suns? Is it too early to panic for them, or is it not really yet?
1: I would say it is much too early. I, I don't think that uh you can make a projection off of four games, however. Uh, quick shout out to the, to their last loss to Sacramento to the Kings, uh, because I'm, I'm very pleased to see that it's city of Sacramento deserves a winning team The longest drought, I believe since oh four oh five or 06 for them. So 10 plus years, um, 15, even if you want to call it that, but, um, yeah, so, but as for the, the Suns, uh, I, I think much too early, I think they'll find their groove for sure. Um, I know they just signed, uh, They just signed Bridges uh, to an extension as well. So, uh, Mikhail, that is. So, yeah, I think that they'll be okay in the end. Um, I don't know if I see them getting back to the finals, but I definitely see them as a a second-round team uh, to start.
0: Yeah, I'm going to – here's what I'll say. I think it's time for some some fans to panic in the sense of the fact that – I. What's that going on with DeAndre Ayton and his whole contract? That's the only thing they got to panic about, in my opinion. Um, they'll be fine. I think they'll be they'll they'll make the playoffs. I again with you. I don't know if they're maybe making it back. Uh, not sold on that, but yeah, it's too early to panic for them. They got the talent. They got everything. The only thing they should be worrying about is making sure they get DeAndre Ayton to sign a contract, and that does not seem like it's going to happen. Um, I, I would hope it does because like I'd like like to see Phoenix keep that core intact for a little bit with him, Book, and McHale. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a little too related for them to be panicking. But, um, all right, this next – oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to offer a quick uh, – another uh, buddy debate. He has uh, the Heat finishing above the Sixers. Uh, now, I know that – and I, I took the Sixers here. And, yeah, maybe that's a little bias on my end because I can't stand Miami. And with the addition of Kyle Lowry, sure, offers some credit. But I, even with the whole Simmons debacle, I still think Philly has enough to get ahead of him. So what would you actually – what would you evaluate uh, who finishes ahead of the other in Philly and Miami?
0: I'm going to be honest. I, I'm going my, Miami. Here – this is a hot, hot take um, for this early in the season. And I may have said it on other podcasts. I may have just been talking to other buddies and said it. I think that they can make a run to the championship. I think I really – I could see them winning the championship based on the fact that Kyle Lowry's been there, and he's won. You got that almost that whole team two years ago getting there. Hero, I know he's not – is overrated, yes, but he's still a very good player. He's young. He's got more experience now. I like Bam. P.J. Tucker can provide some defense even though he's about ready to drop dead on the court every two seconds. Um, but, yeah, I like Miami. They're, they're well coached. Um, and, again, they're coming out of the East, so I could very easily see them beating any team in the East in the seven-game series. Um, so I will say I do believe they're going to finish above the Sixers, but I will not be shocked if they don't. I'll say that. So, But, yeah, that, that was a good one. That was a good question. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I'm gonna get on to now the, the next team for time time to panic. Is it time to panic? The New Orleans Pelicans. This is a look, this team I personally hate the Pelicans just because I hate the hype over Zion and, and I just I for some reason I don't like them at all. Um so I I think it's time to panic for them because it's you're starting to see, okay, it's – Ingram Ingram's great. Ingram's phenomenal, but again Zion is he just he's, he's had injury problems. He's had problems where he said just had a bunch of problems there in New Orleans, and I don't know what they're doing letting Lonzo walk and all this. So I think it is time to panic. They they got to figure it out because they're one and four to start the year. They are not looking too great. Um, so I think it's time to panic for the Pelicans, even though they were not a team that was great last year by any means, but they had high expectations coming into this year again. Um and I just think one and four to start the year is not the way to prove that you are a new team this year. So what is it what's your take on the on the Pelicans? Is it time to panic or is it I think they'll be good?
1: So I would offer that I actually am a, a Pelos fan, not my favorite by any means. And I, I still am most certainly a jaw guy instead of Zion guy. But I've come to to not to not get annoyed or bothered by Zion as much. It was really more as fans. Yes, I couldn't stand at Duke. Many words uh, of, of hatred towards Duke. Uh, but uh, after listening to him on the JJ Redick podcast, the old man in the three, he became kind of likable to me. It was, it was cool to hear his story. So I, I hope that he can find his way too. Cause I know he's dealing with, uh, I don't know what the reason why, but the weight uh, gain, I, I don't think that was in their plans. So uh, hopefully he can get that situation figured out. However, I will, unfortunately for my case, agree that it would be time to panic because um, if Ingram can't get things going, I don't quite know what your next best option is if Science's not going to be playing. It was a good game they had against Atlanta on Wednesday, I believe. I watched that. Uh, it was only a one-score game to my knowledge. But otherwise, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's time to, to, to figure out what your identity is in, in Louisiana. Um, and especially, yeah, uh, likable hatred, uh, not hatred, but liking or don't liking aside, it was not a good call to let Lonzo walk, um, in that sign and trade deal with Chicago. And we're seeing it now. He, in fact, he had the triple double against the Pelicans. Um, so yeah, it, it, I would, unfortunately, and I know some cases I like to say fortunately, but here for me, unfortunately it is time to panic, uh, for the Pelicans.
0: Yeah, yeah, I will say, though, I, I love Zion as a person. He's a great person. Um, I think a lot of my hatred also towards the Pelicans comes because I have a big 2K guy, and they every they, they, they just think every year that the Pelicans are going to be God-tier, and they think that they're going to be the greatest team ever. And, again, it's showing this year that maybe they're not even close to being ready to be in the playoffs. Um, but we'll see where they go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope they can stay healthy at least. If they like, as long as they stay healthy and win or lose either way. Um, this last one for time to panic though is a team that again I really hate. And you were talking about you kind of like them. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are two and three. Harden doesn't look the same. They got Kyrie not even playing or practicing. Nobody knows what's going on with that team internally um so is it time to panic for them though this year is it five games in the season is it time to panic
1: i would say not quite yet but if they but i will say that it i don't care how good the regular season is what it what would turn out to be i don't care what kind of stats if they're great they put up in the playoffs if they do not enter the finals that is a disappointment period blanket no exceptions and or ends or ors or butts, uh because that with that kind of lineup i think there's zero excuses and this thing, this actually kind of reminds me it depending how they finish in the regular season is it, it wasn't extremely popular but the vince young philadelphia eagles i remember they were called the dream team uh you'd have to think back for that one but uh that that's reminiscent of what the the nets are that this is kind of a dream team yeah kyrie's not playing but still Two insane players on your roster, and and the third third best and on are really great too. And you could maybe say, uh, I mean, who who would you who would the third best be considered with Kyrie out? Maybe.
0: Um, I can't even think at this point. I guess
1: Joe Harris did take a dip down. uh, If it would be were to be him, and regardless, uh, yeah, finals are bust appearance wise for them. So not quite time to panic, but. it's just it's a failure of a year, in my opinion, if they don't reach the finals. That would be my evaluation at the moment.
0: Um, I'm going to say it's actually is time to panic for them because of the fact of you just said it is one of those things where it's finals or bust. And they they took they, they put a lot of assets and everything into getting that big three. And then all of a sudden, of course, you go out, get Kyrie, and you put all this effort into getting him, signing, getting there and being there. Now he's not playing. And then now you get all all these assets, everything to get James Harden. And they change a rule that all of a sudden looks like it's really affecting his game. So I think it is a little time to panic. Um, not because I don't think they'll make the playoffs or anything. I think they'll easily make the playoffs. I think they'll be there. Um I think it's just more the turmoil in the locker room. The, the Just the whole thing with James Harden and his game right now, I think he will be better by the end of the season, but I think it, you'll see a drop-off still from his play. Um, KD's got a lot of work to do. He really does. Um, but, I mean, we'll see what goes on with the Nets, if they even have Kyrie Irving at the end of the year. Who knows what happens. But I think it's time to panic just based on what's going on around him and what's – all these little problems that you can see that are being blown up into big problems by everyone. Um, so I think it is time to panic for the nets um, because of the fact that I think it's a make or break year for them. So that's my thing. And the nets, I got nothing else here for anything written down. Is there anything that you want to go over in any sport, basketball, a, uh, baseball, anything real quick?
1: Uh, not in particular, I would offer uh, – I like to always give a little shout-outs to teams. Uh, let's go Buffalo Bulls. They can get to five wins, which would be two more from Bulls, really, because FCS wins don't count. And then in, in a pretty big game here, I'm going to have to say let's go Spartans. Hoping to see a, a go green, go white, let's fight victory over the Wolverines on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I'm going to actually – I'm going to add in a go Braves because go I Braves absolutely – Braves, of
1: course, tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. I I'm wearing. I'm wearing uh, my hometown's version. So
0: <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to throw something on for the braids tonight, but uh, yeah, i uh, just hope I hope the Astros don't win it again. That's all, it's the last thing anybody needs in this world. It's, but um, we'll get into a little more baseball next week. Uh, I think we're running it like about an hour and a half, maybe. I don't know, maybe I'm, my time's a little off on the bottom right, but um, yeah, thanks, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, let us know if there's anything you guys ever want us to talk about, if there's anything that we're just continuously not talking about that you're like, Hey, can you talk about this? Let us know. If you want to be on the podcast, let us know. We're going to start getting some more guests rolling here, there. I know we Hunter and I have talked about a few guests um, and we're going to start getting it rolling just past two weeks. You know, one of those things just busy one week and the next week, of course, uh, doesn't save, but um, we'll see you guys. Next week, um, Connor, you got any any last words besides your your little go go Braves go go uh, see your teams?
1: Uh, not a ton, but I'm looking forward to next week, and I uh, I'll actually be able to offer some uh, soon some uh, some perspective live from uh, the seating bowl in Jacksonville and New Jersey. So I'll I'll be four straight weeks of at the games two home and two away. So I'll I'll, I'll be sure to, to bring back some uh, some tales. To offer for sure. So that's what I have to offer. And thanks for listening to yet another episode of the Sports Lab.
0: Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys next time.